Section 3 of Unbeaten Tracks in Japan by Isabella L. Bird. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in October 2011. Letter 3 HBM's Legation, Yedo, May 24th. I have dated my letter Yedo, according to the usage of the British legation, but popularly the new name of Tokyo, or Eastern Capital, is used, Kyoto, the Mikado's former residence, having received the name of Saikyo, or Western Capital, though it has now no claim to be regarded as a capital at all. Yedo belongs to the old regime and the shogunate, Tokyo to the new regime and the restoration, with their history of ten years. It would seem an incongruity to travel to Yedo by railway, but quite proper when the destination is Tokyo. The journey between the two cities is performed in an hour by an admirable, well-metalled, double-track railroad, eighteen miles long, with iron bridges, neat stations, and substantial roomy termini, built by English engineers at a cost known only to government, and opened by the Mikado in 1872. The Yokohama station is a handsome and suitable stone building, with a spacious approach, ticket offices on our plan, roomy waiting rooms for different classes, uncarpeted, however, in consideration of Japanese clogs, and supplied with the daily papers. There is a department for the weighing and labelling of luggage, and on the broad, covered stone platform at both termini, a barrier with turnstiles, through which, except by special favour, no ticketless person can pass. Except the ticket clerks, who are Chinese, and the guards and engine drivers, who are English, the officials are Japanese in European dress. Outside the stations, instead of cabs, there are kurumas, which carry luggage as well as people. Only luggage in the hand is allowed to go free. The rest is weighed, numbered, and charged for, a corresponding number being given to its owner to present at his destination. The fares are third class, an ichibu, or about one shilling, second class, sixty sen, or about two and four, and first class, a yen, or about three and eight. The tickets are collected as the passengers pass through the barrier at the end of the journey. The English-built cars differ from ours in having seats along the sides, and doors opening on platforms at both ends. On the whole, the arrangements are continental rather than British. The first-class cars are expensively fitted up with deeply cushioned red Morocco seats, but carry very few passengers and the comfortable seats, covered with fine matting of the second class, are very scantily occupied. But the third class vans are crowded with Japanese, who have taken to railroads as readily as to kurumas. This line earns about eight million dollars a year. The Japanese look most diminutive in European dress. Each garment is a misfit and exaggerates the miserable physique and the national defects of concave chests and bow legs. The lack of complexion and of hair upon the face makes it nearly impossible to judge of the ages of men. I supposed that all the railroad officials were striplings of seventeen or eighteen, but they are men from twenty-five to forty years old. It was a beautiful day, like an English June day, but hotter, and though the sakura, 
wild cherry and its kin which are the glory of the japanese spring are over everything is a young fresh green yet and in all the beauty of growth and luxuriance the immediate neighbourhood of yokohama is beautiful with abrupt wooden hills and small picturesque valleys but after passing kanagawa the railroad enters upon the immense plain of yedo said to be ninety miles from north to south on whose northern and western boundaries faint blue mountains of great height hovered dreamily in the blue haze and on whose eastern shore for many miles the clear blue wavelets of the gulf of yedo ripple always as then brightened by the white sails of innumerable fishing boats on this fertile and fruitful plain stand not only the capital with its million of inhabitants but a number of populous cities and several hundred thriving agricultural villages every foot of land which can be seen from the railroad is cultivated by the most careful spade husbandry and much of it is irrigated for rice streams abound and villages of grey wooden houses with grey thatch and grey temples with strangely curved roofs are scattered thickly over the landscape it is all home-like livable and pretty the country of an industrious people for not a weed is to be seen but no very striking features or peculiarities arrest one at first sight unless it be the crowds everywhere you don't take your ticket for tokyo but for shinagawa or shinbashi two of the main villages which have grown together into the capital yedo is hardly seen before shinagawa is reached for it has no smoke and no long chimneys its temples and public buildings are seldom lofty the former are often concealed among thick trees and its ordinary houses seldom reach a height of twenty feet on the right a blue sea with fortified islands upon it wooded gardens with massive retaining walls hundreds of fishing boats lying in creeks or drawn up on the beach on the left a broad road on which kurumas are hurrying both ways rows of low grey houses mostly tea-houses and shops and as i was asking where is yedo the train came to rest in the terminus the shinbashi railroad station and disgorged its two hundred japanese passengers with a combined clatter of four hundred clogs a new sound to me these clogs add three inches to their height but even with them few of the men attained five feet seven inches and few of the women five feet two inches but they look far broader in the national costume which also conceals the defects of their figures so lean so yellow so ugly yet so pleasant-looking so wanting in colour and effectiveness the women so very small and tottering in their walk the children so formal-looking and such dignified burlesques on the adults i feel as if i had seen them all before so like are they to their pictures on trays fans and teapots the hair of the women is all drawn away from their faces and is worn in chignons and the men when they don't shave the front of their heads and gather back their hair into a quaint queue drawn forward over the shaven patch wear their coarse hair about three inches long in a refractory undivided mop davies an orderly from the legation met me one of the escort cut down and severely wounded when sir h parks was attacked in the street of kyoto in march eighteen sixty eight on his way to his first audience of the mikado 
hundreds of kurumas and covered carts with four wheels drawn by one miserable horse which are the omnibuses of certain districts of tokyo were waiting outside the station and an english brougham for me with a running betto the legation stands in kojimachi on very elevated ground above the inner moat of the historic castle of yedo but i cannot tell you anything of what i saw on my way thither except that there were miles of dark silent barrack-like buildings with highly ornamental gateways and long rows of projecting windows with screens made of reeds the feudal mansions of yedo and miles of moats with lofty grass embankments or walls of massive masonry fifty feet high with kiosk-like towers at the corners and curious roofed gateways and many bridges and acres of lotus leaves turning along the inner moat up a steep slope there are on the right its deep green waters the great grass embankment surmounted by a dismal wall overhung by the branches of coniferous trees which surrounded the palace of the shogun and on the left sundry yashikis as the mansions of the daimyos were called now in this quarter mostly turned into hospitals barracks and government offices on a height the most conspicuous of them all is the great red gateway of the yashiki now occupied by the french military mission formerly the residence of i kamon no kami one of the great actors in recent historic events who was assassinated not far off outside the sakaruda gate of the castle besides these barracks parade-grounds policemen kurumas carts pulled and pushed by coolies pack-horses in straw sandals and dwarfish slatternly-looking soldiers in european dress made up the tokyo that i saw between shinbashi and the legation hbm's legation has a good situation near the foreign office several of the government departments and the residences of the ministers which are chiefly of brick in the english suburban villa style within the compound with a brick archway with the royal arms upon it for an entrance are the minister's residence the chancery two houses for the two english secretaries of legation and quarters for the escort it is an english house and an english home though with the exception of a venerable nurse there are no english servants the butler and footman are tall chinamen with long pigtails black satin caps and long blue robes the cook is a chinaman and the other servants are all japanese including one female servant a sweet gentle kindly girl of about four feet five in height the wife of the head housemaid none of the servants speak anything but the most aggravating pidgin english but their deficient speech is more than made up for by the intelligence and service of the orderly in waiting who is rarely absent from the neighbourhood of the hall door and attends to the visitor's book and to all messages and notes there are two real english children of six and seven with great capacities for such innocent enjoyments as can be found within the limits of the nursery and garden the other inmate of the house is a beautiful and attractive terrier called rags a sky-dog who unbends in the bosom of his family but ordinarily is as imposing in his demeanour as if he and not his master represented the dignity of the british empire the japanese secretary of legation is mr ernest sato 
whose reputation for scholarship, especially in the department of history, is said by the Japanese themselves to be the highest in Japan, an honourable distinction for an Englishman, and one by the persevering industry of fifteen years. The scholarship connected with the British civil service is not, however, monopolised by Mr. Sato, for several gentlemen in the consular service, who are passing through the various grades of student interpreters, are distinguishing themselves not alone by their facility in colloquial Japanese, but by their researches in various departments of Japanese history, mythology, archaeology, and literature. Indeed, it is to their labours, and to those of a few other Englishmen and Germans, that the Japanese of the rising generation will be indebted for keeping alive not only the knowledge of their archaic literature, but even of the manners and customs of the first half of this century. I.L.B. End of section 3